welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode. So on the weekend, I went to this Greek restaurant and I don't know about you, but do you always have to check the menu before you go somewhere? Because every time I go somewhere, I always have to check the menu, make sure I know exactly what I'm ordering. So when I get there, I don't stress out and panic order. Anyway, so if you don't know, I live in Torquay, which is on the surf coast in Victoria, and we went into Geelong, which is about a 20-minute drive, so super close, and it's a big town in Victoria. Um, and yeah, so we went to this Greek restaurant that got voted the number one best restaurant for Greek food in Victoria, which is pretty wild, and it was pretty good, but I thought, no, I'm not going to go check the menu and be controlling and make sure I know everything before I get there. I'm going to just wait, get there, and then look at the menu. Anyway, so the whole day, I am trying my best not to look up the menu and figure out what I'm going to order. And while we're about to drive there, oh, sorry, before we're about to drive there, I'm like, to my husband, do you want to drive or should I drive? And he goes, no, you drive. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God. So that way, like, in the car on the way there I won't be tempted to look at the menu anyway we got there I checked the menu and there was just so many options I couldn't even decide that many options and I was just thinking I wish I'd checked the menu beforehand so I knew what I was in for I knew what I would feel like once I got there um, and I wouldn't be so stressed out trying to pick an option anyway the option I did pick I really enjoyed but for future, I think I would continue just checking the menu out because it's just so much easier than when you get there. Because when you're out for dinner, you're obviously conversing with other people and I can't do that and try and pick my option. Like, this is serious. I need to know what I'm ordering in advance <laughs> so I don't have to stress out um, and pick something. Anyway, so that's my recommendation is when you think, oh, I'm not going to check the menu before you go, before going out. If you're one that needs to intently read every single item on the menu, do it before you go. Because once you get there and you're talking and whatnot, it's really hard to pick an option. And yeah, mild regret. <laughs> so this restaurant we went to is called Mavs in Geelong. If you are interested in going, I highly recommend it. The food was absolutely amazing and service was really good. Um... And I got the seafood saganaki and they had this special for hulumi sticks, which I got beforehand as well. And it was so, so yummy. And the interior honestly made you feel like you were in Greece. And yeah, so do recommend if you're ever in Geelong. Now, let's go on to today's recommendation for food. So my number one yeah, recommendation that I have come across this week would be kangaroo mints i mean i didn't come across it this week it's been something that's been on my radar for a while but i don't eat red meat or pork and i haven't for like 10 or so years not for any religious reasons or anything just for ethical reasons um years ago i went vegan and i was vegan for five years and then maybe um four or five years ago i started slowly incorporating animal products back into my diet so i started with eggs and then cheese then 
seafood and chicken and now I have found that I'm really struggling to keep my iron levels up and something has to give so I've decided to incorporate kangaroo mints back into not back into it never really was into my diet but start eating kangaroo mints just because I don't really like the factory farming side of things with red meat so that's sort of my balance there so if you're someone that is low in iron I would recommend kangaroo mints over beef for a couple of different reasons so number one it's higher in protein and higher in omega-3 fatty acids which is amazing for gut health for your hair for your hormones so definitely um, recommend omega-3s and kangaroo mints has more than beef so that's always a good thing it's also lower in saturated fat so if you're someone that's worried about saturated fat intake or you have high cholesterol this could be a really really good option to not have to cut out red meat but also make sure you're not consuming too much saturated fat and the difference between kangaroo and beef is that um kangaroo is not pumped full of hormones or antibiotics as they're not farmed they are literally sorry they're not factory farmed they're farmed in their natural environment by professional shooters and although that sound might sound horrible it is actually less um stressful on the animals and it is more ethical so if you are worried about the ethics of consuming meat but you don't want to give up meat kangaroo could be a better option for you from an environmental standpoint they do use less water than cows and sheep as well and they produce less methane which is great for the environment too so with kangaroo mints or i don't even know why i'm saying mints because it could be sausages or steak or diced kangaroo whatever sort of suits you or the meal that you're making um, it can be used exactly the same as beef in pretty much any recipe so a couple of weeks ago i made a lasagna with kangaroo mints that was a really easy way to get more iron in for myself you can either just do sausages and potatoes and gravy um, and some salad or make a stir fry make spaghetti bolognese there's just so many options that you can do with kangaroo so you can find um, kangaroo mint steak whatnot in Coles or Woolies next to the beef section. So have a look out for it. Give it a try. It is a lot more coarser than beef from memory. I haven't had beef in so long, but from memory it's way more coarse, but still does the trick. So that's my recommendation. So let's get into today's topic of bloating, what causes bloating, how to reduce bloating and you're in luck from someone that has always experienced such extreme bloating, especially after meals or going out for meals. I'm going to give you some pretty good advice on how to reduce it as it is something that I'm pretty well able to control now and I know if what I'm eating is going to be causing me bloating or not too. So previously i would be someone that would go out for a meal and then be absolutely bloated like i would have to plan my outfit prior to going out for a meal to make room for my expanded bloated stomach that's how bad it was like i wouldn't wear jeans going out for dinner i would wear a loose dress just to make room for how much i was going to bloat 
And in the time from then to now, I haven't changed what I would order. It's just the way that I eat that has changed drastically with me not experiencing bloating anymore. Now, this is just one facet of what causes bloating, but that bloating, but there is other things that could be causing bloating as well, which we'll go through in today's episode. So I thought it'd be important to start off by explaining what bloating actually is. And it is a condition where the belly feels full, tight, often painful, um and full of gas that's what sort of causes the bloating so it's like the fermenting of food carbohydrates in our belly that hasn't been digested properly and it causes you to bloat so what is the difference between bloating and either belly fat or just your stomach expanding during like after eating because your stomach is going to expand after eating, and that is different to bloating. So often I always hear people say, oh, my stomach gets so big after eating, but it's not actually bloating, it's just their stomach expanding. I mean, you're eating, where is the food going to go? It has to expand the stomach. So when you have bloating, the easiest way to know is by having that tightness in the stomach, and that is a sign of bloating. Whereas if you were at stomach fat or your full your stomach will feel spongy and malleable and can be grasped by your hand pretty much so you can hold on to it whereas if you're bloating it's so extended and tight that you can't grab a body fat it's just like rock hard expanded and it's also pretty painful as well and bloating is probably the most common complaint amongst my clients so when i have clients coming to me for weight loss they always talk about bloating poor gut health and that's what they're wanting to fix also honestly bloating is something i'm able to get under control with my clients within a few days they're honestly usually so surprised that within a few days their bloating has come right down with just some tweaks that i make in their diet and some mindful eating practices i encourage them to practice Um, while they're eating that really really help with their bloating and are able to come right down without having to eliminate certain foods so going on to some causes of it the most common cause of bloating is excess intestinal gas so gas is a natural byproduct of digestion but too much intestinal gas means your digestion is not working properly and your food is not digesting So while you can ingest gases by swallowing air or drinking carbonated beverages, these gases mostly escape through burping before they reach your intestines. I'm sure you know when you have soft drink, you burp. (laughs) So that's just getting the carbonated beverages um, and the air out of your system. Gases in your intestines are mostly produced by gut bacteria digesting the carbohydrates though, and this is called fermentation. So if there's too much fermentation going on, it's because too many carbohydrates weren't naturally absorbed earlier in the digestive process before reaching the gut bacteria. That could be for several reasons. It might be as simple as eating too much too fast, or you could have a food intolerance or any other condition that causes gas and digestive contents to build up. Some other reasons could be carbohydrate malabsorption. So some people have difficulties digesting particular carbohydrates, which could be lactose, fructose, uh, wheat, and beets. Those ones in particular people struggle to absorb. So if you have an intolerance or just have general difficulties that cause your body to struggle with 
more tougher carbohydrates, then I'd recommend contacting a nutritionist to help identify what dietary measures need to be in place for you, what foods are causing your bloating. So this is honestly not that often that I find clients struggling with carbohydrate malabsorption. There's usually other factors that come in place before this that have been causing their bloating, just not particular foods that are causing it as such. Other reasons could be constipation. So if you have constipation due to lifestyle factors, it's honestly just going to be building up in your colon. And the more you've got backed up inside you, it's going to have to extend out somewhere. And sometimes that's what the, what's causing bloating. And then once we get the constipation under control, then we find the bloating comes down with that. So, so if you're bloating is paired with constipation, diarrhea and cramping interchangeably, then it's most likely that you're suffering from irritable bowel syndrome, also known as IBS. And that is where a low FODMAP diet could be considered. And that can be helpful in identifying particular types of carbohydrates that ferment in the gut that maybe is taking too long to, for your body to digest, that could be causing your bloating. And then we look through the trial um, like the elimination diet and then reintroduction diet to help bring these carbohydrates back in and identify exactly which uh, foods or carbohydrates are causing your bloating for you uh, paired with the, the altered bowel motions and the cramping too. Obviously, another common cause of bloating, which I'm sure if you are a female, you'll be well aware of, is around your menstrual cycle. And this is caused by spikes in estrogen and then your progesterone dropping, usually right before you get your period and whilst you're in your period. And then if you're around your 50s or 60s, you might be experiencing perimenopause. And that is another cause of bloating as well. And this is often like a temporary bloating for those those times in your life. So the most common reasons I see bloating is simply from not being mindfully eating. So I talk about mindful eating in my last podcast, but essentially what that is, is not being mindful of how much you're consuming, the types of food you're eating, not being aware of your food and being present while you're eating too. So if you're eating too much, too quickly, and not the right kinds of foods, this is going to cause bloating. So for example, when I went out for meals and I would be super bloated, I would just be so excited to be out for dinner. I would order so much food. I would eat it all. And honestly, I wouldn't even take time to breathe. I'd just be like demolishing it down. And before I know it, I finish the plate. I'm so full and uncomfortable. And then I'm completely bloated. So that was the main reason I was getting bloated. So when I have clients, I always recommend when you're out for dinner, pick something that reflects firstly your fullness cues and your hunger cues. So if you're super hungry, maybe don't order the salad because you might binge it later, which would cause bloating. Or if you're really full, maybe pick something on the lighter end. So pick something that reflects your hunger cues. And when you're eating, stop at about seven to eight out of 10. So when you're just full enough to be satisfied, but not too full where you feel uncomfortable, as that's going to cause some bloating. Now, some options I recommend clients pick are things that are higher in fiber and less processed. When we consume processed foods, they are higher in salt, which causes water retention. And they also are higher in fat, which slows down, slows down the digestive process. So if we're consuming processed foods and we're consuming things that are, have higher salt 
and high in fat, it's just going to cause us to bloat. And this is also similar, I find, if we're eating too many different kinds of foods. So for example, on the weekend, we went out for a hot chocolate and that has a lot of dairy in it, obviously, which dairy for most people is going to cause a lot of people to bloat. And then we went out for lunch afterwards. And it's just too many different kinds of foods all mixed into one that just cause you to feel uncomfortable in your stomach and to cause you to bloat. So that would be my recommendation as well, is not to just mix so many different kinds of foods together. When you're out for dinner, pick an option that is not so um heavy in fats so something that is grilled could be a good option over fried have something that has some vegetables in it that will help so much with your bloating so whether it comes with a side salad or has veggies in it that will make a huge 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 difference going back to what i mentioned before about mindful eating i also just wanted to remind you that it's okay to leave food on your plate you can either take it home or just leave it Something I mentioned in the last podcast was you can either feel bad for leaving food on your plate or you can feel bad for uh, feeling uncomfortably full and feeling bloated and not, not having a good digestive system happening. So pick your battles with that. No, it's okay to leave food on your plate. Most uh, restaurants overfill your plate anyway, so it's not a realistic portion size for you anyway. Another tip I have is to make sure you are exercising regularly. So whether that's going for a, a half an hour walk, going for a jog, doing some weight training, just getting the body moving, the body moving will help with uh, bloating and help just getting the digestive system moving too. Also, drinking enough water is also really helpful. It will just help with the digestive process, make it a little bit easier for your food to go through the digestive system. So make sure you are getting about two litres of water every day and are regularly exercising. Those two simple things are just basics for a healthy lifestyle, but are also really helpful for bloating as well. Now, now my final recommendation would be to chew your food properly you have no idea how quickly people eat when I tell them to start counting how many chews they do when they eat. We want to be getting at least 20 to at least 20 to 40 chews in each mouthful that we have. So really take your time when you're eating. Take a biteful, put your food down, put your fork down, chew your food properly and then swallow it. Don't bite it have a few chews and then swallow it and then take your next bite this is definitely going to cause bloating because we have we haven't made the digestive process easy from the start remember digestion starts in the mouth so chewing our food properly is the start of our digestive system and if we're just chewing taking a few chews and then swallowing it our body is not going to be digesting this really well because it has to do a lot of the chewing and mushing to get it down to go through the digestive system properly so make it easier on your digestive system and chew your food properly so it doesn't have to do it in the gut which is going to cause bloating now if you have you know ignored these recommendations and you have experienced bloating you're probably really really thinking okay what can i do right now to help with my bloating and honestly it's going to take time for your bloating to come down there's no magic thing that's almost you know suddenly just going to give you a flat stomach so don't have those expectations on yourself however when i have been really bloated i have found that a ginger tea is so helpful with just easing my digestive system and not feeling so painful so have a ginger tea once you get home that could be super helpful or even a peppermint tea is really helpful as well so have that before you go to bed when you wake up you should be feeling much better 
Now let's quickly recap what I've just spoke about. So to prevent bloating, we want to make sure that we are not eating too quickly. We are chewing our food properly. We are picking a meal if we're going out or we're at home that reflects our hunger cue so we don't end up overeating or undereating. We want to make sure we are exercising regularly, drinking enough water, avoiding processed foods, ensuring we have lots of fiber in our diet. Fiber is so helpful for bloating, so I definitely recommend having enough fiber in your diet and practice mindful eating. These are all going to be super helpful with reducing bloating. And honestly, bloating is something you can get under control within a few days with just simple lifestyle changes. If you're bloating is something that you can't get under control, I would strongly recommend seeking out help from a nutritionist or dietitian to help with your bloating because it could be a sign of something more serious going on and you might be experiencing some sort of food intolerances that could be causing it as well if you find you can't get it under control. If you have any questions for me in regards to bloating, please reach out to me via my Instagram at nutrition underscore by Samantha and send me a DM with your questions in regards to bloating or any other questions in regards to nutrition. I'll be more than happy to help you and answer them too. Now, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and found something useful with the cause of your bloating. Like I said, it is something that can be easily become under control if you have the right dietary practices in place. So if you're unsure where to start, please reach out to me. You can book a consultation in with me and we can go through the causes of your bloating and and create a meal plan best suited to you to help reduce bloating and help you feel confident when going out for meals and not have to worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to order because I can help you with all of that, especially being someone that has gone through it too. So please reach out to me. You can also have a look on my website, www.nutritionbysamantha.com.au. If you don't follow me on Instagram, please do, because I do post lots of free information and free tips on my stories and on my posts as well. So please follow me there too. Now, I do plan to upload new podcasts every single week on Thursdays. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to see more or have any recommendations of things that you want to be spoken about in podcasts, please send me a DM and let me know what you'd like me to chat about because I'd be more than happy to provide you with some more information. I really just want everyone to be able to live their best life, live the healthiest life, and if they can, so through little tips from my podcast, that is all I ever ask for in life. So please keep updated. Check back again next week and I'll have a new podcast up for you then. Anyway, have a lovely day.